0: So to talk um about the what we might say kindness towards others kindness towards myself kindness towards others this to others as to myself this is the refrain <coughs> that's a kind of simple way of looking at it um there's there's uh, but you as you meditate and contemplate your own mind and your own impressions in you know, what actually happening impressions of yourself impressions of the past impressions of the future impressions of others you realize it's it's uh, <laughs> it's quite pr- profound bec- practice because we you know who are other people <laughs> kindness towards other people and you think, well actually all we know is the impressions and perceptions that arise in our mind and uh Okay, so who's that? (laughs) maybe just acknowledging, once you start to acknowledge that, it does in some ways make the practice more interesting and direct because you're always recognizing the the feeling and the impression that, that arises in your mind when you see or think or talk. Something happens, isn't it? Another, then you know we can feel all kinds of things at that edge. Um, you really, uh, if you actually meet, sometimes people don't really meet; they just shoot over each other's heads, as it were. You know, you get two monologues running at the same time. <laughs> Talk about something else, but a real sense of meeting isn't always guaranteed. <laughs> In fact, it's quite—it's—it's not that common to actually meet. it's—it's mm. uh, so it's just that because the place of uh, where these impressions and perceptions of feelings around others arise. Either individuals or. is changeable, very changeable. Yeah. It depends. What the situation is, how many others, depends what mood one's in oneself. And yet we could always, if you look at it directly, you always sense there's something there that happens in contact with others. And that's a big part of our lives. Yeah. It's telling us something about ourselves. And a, you know, it's a mutual arising, this perception. And certainly there are, there's somebody else out there doing something, <laughs> saying something, doing something. So it's not just something I'm making up. And yet there's also my bit in that, which is whether I feel awkward or embarrassed or interested or attracted or um, lesser, greater, the same as, you know, all that adds up too, so you know, this this is the the edge the kind of thing that arises and uh, you know, just that sense of being open to that you know, as just a thing in its own right, as a thing in its own right, just this, this meeting experience, this particular place of relationship you know, or it feels like, it feels difficult or uh, uncertain, and probably is uncertain, actually, honestly. So that the real need to kind of hold that whole experience in a in a, a mood of benevolence and um, empathy, you know. So that we're not meeting people with our fear, not meeting people with our anxiety, not meeting people with our demand. You know, be something you know so just this delicious you bringing up behind you, that that meeting place you're trying to just bring up the sense of kindliness which is not necessarily you know approval of someone else or um, agreeing with someone else or you know <laughs> you know even even kind of just the sense of non-aversion, non openness and warmth, and perhaps it, the more as we meditate, the more we can understand what's going on. You know, so it, you know, it does make the whole thing deeper and, and more possible, because you can recognize whatever is coming out is the sankaras, the person's karma, behaviors, patterns, confusions, joys, interests, this, this process is coming out, and it's changeable, and it's <laughs> it's not self. It's just stuff moving around, and then it's kind of creating some space to be able to. Okay, that's 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 what's happening right now, rather than making a permanent entity out of it, a permanent person out of it. And this is really is very helpful. You yeah. know. Yeah. I think one of the possibilities of. Um, you know, skillful use of relationship is that you know, you have somewhere where you can, you know, you you can put your own madness, whatever it is out there, and somebody else doesn't actually believe in it. Um <laughs> isn't believing in it, but the same but uh, you know, is ha- able to just hold it, help you hold it. And that's that's really that's the kind of process of mitra, is something like that, you know, the the spiritual friend which is the Buddha said, This is the whole of the holy life. That's a big statement, isn't it? So then Nanda says, This is ha- half, the, you know, this is a bit of the holy life. And the Buddha says, No, I don't say that, it's the whole of the holy life. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> well, have you got one? Do you have those? Yeah. What What's that? Yeah. And maybe we could say it's uh, people we admire and respect. That's part of it, I guess. You know, th- th- things you can model th- people who can model things for you can learn things from. You know, that's certainly going to be a great asset. Somebody who can give you advice. But perhaps even more than somebody who's necessarily has profound wisdom or understanding, just somebody who actually meets your stuff with non-aversion. <laughs> Without... You know, contracting around it or sorting it out or saying you shouldn't feel that way, or you know so you you get a sense because sometimes we with our the 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 uh capacity we have to actually handle our own stuff isn't always that great you know, sometimes you get really stressed or you can't manage it, or some things actually only really are able to be properly understood. In relationships, you know, we get to see the kind of, you know, what we what we see other people as only when other people are around. You know, so you're sitting on your own, you're pretty chilled out, fine, okay. Then you're with other people, and you feel nervous, anxious. Uh, you know, feel you've got to do something, come up with something good. You know, don't just sit there. You know, this kind of agitations can occur so uh-huh, that's interesting isn't it yeah. so there's a bit of something about me you know, if you like because you know, what happens here not what somebody else is, what happens here and in order to actually um, you know handle that skillfully there has to be somebody else kind of there to allow this stuff to arise and then the quality of of just kindness and empathy that's shared is really um uh necessary hmm. so it's more than just even feeling fond and happy and uh agreeable it's just actually helping to clear some of one's karmic stuff by having a safe place where it can be brought out and you know not even explained or understood or discussed or analysed, but just you can it can be brought out into the light, and uh, you know let go its own sweet little way. Mm. So this is really makes the practice of loving kindness something that's f- that's quite subtle and extremely skilful. Who are other people? Mm. And who am I? <laughs> you know, because in sense you, you know you can see all these kind of various forms and feelings and perceptions and impressions that keep ar- arising. And as you practice kindness towards yourself, you know one of the, one of the themes that you know trying to encourage in the retreat is developing the great heart rather like the the lake or the Ganges River, big enough, really big heart, so that within that you can see these, contemplate or experience the, the thoughts and the emotions and the patterns and the reactions occurring in something a lot bigger. You know. So our awareness expands, stretches, becomes rich, becomes uh, richly endowed, becomes stabilised. And within that, you can kind of s- contemplate the various personal forms that arise, the, psych- the attitudes, the reactions, the feelings, and so forth. So you, you've got something that can actually be there, handle it. Because otherwise, we meet our life with thoughts or emotions. Yeah. So, you know, when something comes up, we think about it. Something comes up, we react to it. Something comes up, we get an emotional... You know, reaction of some kind with it, so the stuff just bounces around and creates more stuff. It doesn't actually get resolved. So, you know, kindness towards myself is that sense of I do have to approve of everything, every thought I have. <laughs> I think I'm, I think I'm wonderful, but just a sense of non aversion to that. <laughs> you know, to the to all the the things that can can come through this form. And similarly, kindness towards another is very much the same thing. And then kindness towards what happens at the interface where, you know, things can spark. Things start happening. Things start pulling around. And there's a lot there. You've probably heard the teachings of anatta so, but I'm not trying to impose this but just non-self because um, it can be misunderstood or mishandled so there's definitely a sense of self but it, it, what actually occupies that sense changes there's a continual chitta, ongoing chitta location like a window of self through which various clouds and daylight and stars and drafts pass. (laughs) So we know that whatever's in that window is not it. And yet there is a window, a kind of a a local subjective reference through which various things come and go. Isn't it more like that? Yeah. Yeah. And in a re- retreat situation, we probably tend to develop much the, the sense of the singularity. That is, we we're in ourselves. We're doing our practice. There's very limited contact with others. You know, no conversations. We're very much kind of our own little spaces, sitting on these cushions, not making a lot of contact. So then that. You know, so the. But also within that, one of the things that can arise is the sense that all this stuff is happening. It's my stuff. Like it is my window. Everything <laughs> that's happening somehow is a is a reflection on on me. You know, I think, wonder who, who wonder who that me is. that It's a reflection on you know, it's my problems. My <laughs> there's a certain sense in which it's 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 what's happening right here. Um, but then it can tip over into being just a subjective reference, like I'm looking through this particular keyhole of what's going on. But you you can say it's certainly subjective. But it's also, the problem comes when we assume that everything that's going on in this mind is is somehow mine. (laughs) You know, then you, you... When, you you know, with with just some wide reflection, you can recognize a lot of this is actually just um, coming out of relationships, out of big relationships like, you know, parenting or society or, um, you know, all kinds of social conditioning, you you know. So how much of this actually, you know, the sense of me and mine around all this so we don't actually have to uh, make that statement that feeling of you know, i've got a lot of karma i've got all this karma i've got to work out man i'm really full of the stuff um but more a sense of well you know y- you kind of hold back on that and just well this this thing's happening and practising kindness, practising awareness with it. So it's it's a very um, spacious way of holding experiences. Rather than imagine they all come from some particular personal foible, blemish, taint, canker, hindrance, or whatever. <laughs> it's your problem and your fault. <laughs> you know, it's just... This, you know, just this, just this. And whether we think that's come from someone else, from myself, from the in anywhere in between us, there's just this arising, just this arising. And there's you know, that refraining from adding the cramp of guilt, anxiety, blaming myself blaming others, uh, punishing myself, punishing others, taking a swing at myself, taking a swing at somebody else. <laughs> you know, what human beings do most of the time is this kind of stuff, isn't it? You know, when, we, when we lose balance, there's a feeling of suffering. So you, you take a swing at something. <laughs> uh, you know, you might be one of the persons who likes to take swings at himself. You know, just give yourself a black eye and a good beating. Feel a lot better, or you can take it to somebody else's fault, future, or the past, or the present, or past life, or whatever. You know, and you see how this kind of just destroys the clarity of the practice. You don't need to do that, you can, you know, it gets in the way. This is why that quality of, of just basic kindness as a fundamental theme wherever it is, however it is, you know, and it doesn't have to be me or you or anything. But we just keep witnessing what arises within awareness, hmm. and some of it is just because of what happens at a meeting point. So, when you in this particular situation, I think what you there is a sort of a relational experience that starts to happen after about three days. Uh, you know, I just no- notice this. It's first day it's 40 people come in. Or sometimes it's more like 40 bodies come in, but 80, 80 people. It's <laughs> 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 you know, like th- got three or four people going on inside them at the same time. That gradually kind of settles down to, to uh, something like you know, uh, it's all very sort of separate, and then just you notice even without a um, uh, conversation or getting to know each other, the thing starts to, after about two or three days, it starts to melt into. There's a certain level of congruence, it just happens naturally, you know, I think just living together, moving around, sharing space, waiting at the door, sitting at the table. You know, doing the washing up, chopping the carrots. You know, it just starts to happen. It's like it happens on a on a very kind of sub personal level. You know, it's not really a personality uh, mingling, but it happens on a on a kind of very basic kind of um, almost animal level. You know, I don't say animal in a pejorative way, but I mean a kind of mammalian sense in which we we resonate, we feel for we. We move around. We acknowledge each other's presence. We um, give each other space and stuff like that. You know, and uh, ju- in just sometimes, just sitting together, it's this sense of mutuality, and it's even independent of of knowing someone or even liking someone. <laughs> yeah. So one one of the features that you can be in a retreat with 40 or 50 people and feel really quite 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 okay with being with people Then you you go out and maybe you know you, you're some more social scene with six people and you just kind of want to run for the door because it's so unconnected jumbled and jangling you know people shooting off monologues into the air <laughs> Listening, (laughs) you know, it's almost as if our personalities evolve to hold us separate, and beneath that, there's something that's there which feels a congruence, a sense of unity, the sense of empathy, and on top of that, sits a personality which is based upon being separate, and you've got both of them running. The personality which is about defining me as separate from you is comparing and and contrasting and in some ways trying to make sure that I feel okay, good enough or, you know, in subtle ways. And we have both of those (laughs) going. And uh, so often what can happen is that, you know, we feel that, that wish for to somehow feel okay, to feel relaxed with other people then we try to find that through a personal form and the personality is really structured about being separate so it's kind of frustrating like we were great friends until we started talking to each other So we're practicing uh meta with awareness. It's it's actually coming to the to the place where more naturally you can feel that, you can sense that sense of of uh, empathy. Mm. Almost like a cellular level. Uh, so you can sense this on on a retreat situation, just sitting there and just widening your awareness, just very gently Aware that there are these other forms here, physical forms, there's probably people living in them things <laughs> all you <laughs> and uh just what what it what it what it feels like you know when you actually come to full awareness of uh, somebody sitting three feet away from you, and you know probably mind doing a range of things just like your mind does a range of things it won't, certainly won't be doing the won't be expressing itself in the same way but going through its own things it's mind doing a whole range of things running around and just, you, you know, how you feel with that okay about that these are just kind of, very, this is a very neutral situation actually quite a quite safe situation so just sensing that mm. if your awareness is widening out to just be present with not resist the presence of other people and then we start to maybe consider um, the other, other people as subject to karma and as all kinds of programs running subject to dukkha suffering, kinds of of difficulties, either just the physical ones or psychological ones, emotional ones, subject to that and mm. how's that? So this is independent of the personality, isn't it? Mm. Doesn't matter what, what the personality is like, It's it's still that's independent of that and so you can actually practice Metta at that level as a basis You establish that as, as the foundation for both a spacious and connected sense of relationship with others. So it's, it's not nobody else is there, but there's a sense of a spacious but connected sense of relationship with others. Also, that your mind isn't broken. That is, your awareness doesn't have isn't just located as something that's only inside and everything out there is just a dream. and you contemplate the various forms and energies that arise where we acknowledge otherness someone who thinks differently from me someone whose body works in a different way, someone whose energies are different somebody whose behaviours and then what we make out of that, we feel comparisons we feel you know adulation or we feel you know, somebody's lesser than ourselves or we feel we ought to do something for someone or we owe something, you know. Uh, and, you, know you know, just begin to say this is none of these is a meta loving kindness program. <laughs> these are various oth- other forms. So if we can kind of just keep substituting that at that place. Substituting the sense of may I be well, may you be well. May there be no aversion in this. No fighting, no punishing, no blaming, no dumping it on myself, dumping it on you. Just what that's like. This is a very profound practice. It's also a necessary one. Um, much more than just on terms of creating a harmonious social context, but for one's own welfare, we well, I certainly need you know f- the enrichment of that ability to feel warmth and empathy and kindness and compassion for other other people. if there's nobody else there, that's fine or is what it is. But if there's other people there, I need to have something running like that. You know? Otherwise, it's going to be, well, if that's not running, something else is running. <laughs> if it's not going to be kindness, compassion, appreciation, equanimity, it's going to be nervousness, uh, intimidation, worry, um, blaming, and so forth. Something like that's going to be running on a subtle level. You know? So and you, you don't have that stuff in your system no matter what anybody else is doing you just don't want to have this stuff this negative stuff in your system you don't have your, your system clogged up with this kind of experience so it just fit one's own welfare to have th- that energy running through yeah. and it seems quite a lot of the difficulties that kind of that aren't necessarily that obvious is how difficult it is for on a personality level to be able to express that to actually uh, to have that stuff manifest on a personality level you know because c- you get kind of funny words you get tongue tied it doesn't come out right <coughs> um, you know or, or, it sh- or you or you, you don't can't receive it you sort of shrug it off you're slightly awkward at receiving other people's kindness or you think it's some kind of deal that you've got to Like them back, (laughs) (laughs) and right now you don't feel it. (laughs) So it's kind of difficult, (laughs) kind of on a personality. It isn't always so easy. You know, you're going to go through this rather clunky system that's based upon being on defining yourself as separate. What personalities do? You know, they're structuring your your separation. So. Yeah. So it's it's uh then then y- you know, you can feel quite uh, quite isolated and uh um self absorbed, you know, just locked into yourself. If you if that through that, just through through the personality form, the limitations of the personality form. Yeah. So in meditation we're starting to recognise something else beyond or beneath or or, or separate from the the personality form the citta you know and you
1: know
0: sensing how that that is a sense of an awareness that can spread can move around can move through this body, can relate to this personality as it starts to arise and do its thing and maybe you can uh, same thing can happen to other personalities as they arise you know, and uh, at the meeting place, so you know it doesn't have to be kind of sh- contracted back inside, which is one of the uh, snags of retreats and uh where particularly when you leave the retreat, you can find this enormous jolt because everything's been if you've cultivated everything purely internally you know, as some kind of internal experience, then suddenly you you come out into a world which demands a lot of external activity and all that internal stuff. You just, you can't, you lose it. You know, the the peace and the quiet and the depth and these contacting subtle energies somewhere or the other. Then suddenly you're out in a traffic jam or driving down the motorway. You can't focus on subtle energies. (laughs) 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 <laughs> in your breathing, or your left shoulder, or something like that, you you it got to go out, you know, and then so that that in retreat we start to actually see well, let's prepare and start to understand that awareness is not a self, it's not an internal process, it's not a contained within me, it's something I arise within awareness, and you arise within awareness, and the whole all the whole things arise within that. So you're not locating it you know as some something inside, so then we just notice whether it's wherever it is, internal external in between subtle obvious, superficial, you know, it's sound sights sharing a dormitory, you know obvious stuff just what's that feel like how's that happening? These are not separate from the from the Cultivation of the mind, cultivation of heart, because we notice all of them. They affect us. Sometimes they affect us in ways that we're not really even that conscious of. What's it like to come very obviously from your own personalized space, your own room, your own office, your own house, your routines, your things and that, and that suddenly into kind of shared territory? I mean that's a big jolt for a start, isn't it? Just to come to that, uh, and that affects. Sure, you know, it takes time to settle in. Hmm. So you get all kinds of stuff happening through and through that. So we have to recognise it. It's going to happen anyway. You know, mutuality is just a fact of life because the way that awareness is. So you need to get with that fact. (laughs) To get with that fact. To start to acknowledge that fact that we are, there isn't a separate self, that we have always arisen through some mutual experience of, of it. And we continue to arise as as part of a mutual experience. Uh, similarly, our awareness has to respond in that way, not necessarily to 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 the ideas we think of other people, but to the fact that there are ideas, that there are impressions coming up. Yeah. You know? So you're not necessarily trying to like someone else, but to f- sense that the feelings of warmth or interest or you know, uncertainty, ah hold that with kindness hold that with kindness and compassion appreciation equanimity mm. then there isn't, a, there isn't a break in the practice there isn't such a thing as being on your own there isn't such a thing as being overwhelmed mm. and uh we can strangely enough as a point I've been trying to illustrate in many ways throughout the retreat is is actually that in the widening in other words if awareness if you cultivate awareness as, as a as a in the width of it, the balance arrives by itself you don't lose yourself you lose yourself if you if you keep if you just open up and Going to all the reactions and the ideas and the impressions we have of other people, we get lost, we get confused, we get trying to juggle all these things. if you go into the just the awareness of others, then the balance, the same centered balance arises, because really there's only one thing to do as a basis. You know what that is. <laughs> Kindness. Just as a, you know, apart from these very forms of people, presences we're with right now, which itself is very interesting and, and rich, you know, sharing space, sensing other people, you know, the feelings we may have around that. But then also, as a practice, a daily practice, just to bring other consciously bring up in your own mind the, the impressions you have of others, like the particular, you know, once you have a lot of karmic associations with, you know, people you live with, family, friends, uh, people at work, people, you know, until you go to that sense of, you know, the. the And perhaps even the ones that you feel most strongly affected by any particular moment. Hmm. You you feel someone come up and you think, "Oh God, not him!" (laughs) 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 You try desperately to like this person, but really, I just find it's just irritating. Actually, Uh, so pick that up, put it there. So, yeah when you've got one of these, or a few of these, you feel guilty about feeling irritated because, you know, (laughs) it is irritating. (laughs) Or there is irritation that arises. So I've practiced with uh, recollections of such sort. You know, the ones I feel really fond of, and then you feel a sense of pang, because when they're going away, you know, you know, I have such a nice time with this person, and they're going away in that sense of loss. Yeah. Yeah. Or the person I, I feel kind of fond of but I'm a bit worried about, so that sense. know, yeah, wanting to protect to make things okay. Yeah. Or the people I feel you quite uncertain about whether how is it? You know, so you get the kind of doubt, uncertain, agitation with it. And then the people you feel well, he means means well, but <laughs> it's just I can't get I don't get this person at all. Are the ones you feel irritated by? Uh, just bringing up a few faces and incidents that touch those 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 uh, responses, and uh, you know, right at that place. Not not necessarily trying to analyse it or you know, pick it apart or explain or even improve it. But just right there, holding that experience with a mind that doesn't contract into blaming or guilt or aversion. Mm. So let me see. well, you know, on a personality level, you know, some people you get on well with. It, It happens, some people it doesn't. But you don't actually have to have the feeling of aversion or fear or guilt about it. It's just, uh, you know, the karma's not there. Connection's not there. Mm. And you can have people, another topic is people who, who are, you know, you have a lot of difficulty with. And how to forgive. How does forgiveness happen? Does forgiveness happen as a kind of, uh, you ought to forgive somebody? No, not really. It doesn't work <laughs> like that. <laughs> you know, because that audio puts you in some sense of debt, doesn't it? You know? no, it's not going to happen. You ought to forgive anybody. But you feel the feeling of rancor, resentment, or and all the confused sense of that you're feeling guilty because you don't like them. So you get a whole mixture of it, and uh, just uh, so these kind of places where you just need to non aversion to what's happening in myself, non aversion to this mind, non aversion to the other, and uh, you can begin to to sort of just relax that particular nerve till the forgiveness is just that it doesn't get you going anymore. You know the per- the memory of that that person doesn't get you going. It doesn't throw you into into feeling guilty or inadequate or resentful or revengeful. It just that, that nerve doesn't have to trigger. Uh, uh, so you practice like that. Sometimes you can just kind of recollect. And uh, one, w- I mean, one way of at least starting it is considering that you know people who have hurt us, caused us pain are people who've (coughs) acted in in confusion. And it's not the person, it's their actions that are the problem. (laughs) You know, not even all their actions, but just certain actions. And so you actually get much more accurate. I, I, I don't mind, this person's fine, just what he does really annoys me. Not everything he does, but just, you know, he pats dogs, that's fine. He cleans the window, that's fine. But he talks to me, and it's not fine. Uh... So, you can actually narrow it down to particular pieces of behavior rather than selves. and then you see then you, can, you think, oh, so it's not there isn 't actually aversion to a person at all there's just the feeling of pain or confusion that arises around a particular action yeah. and, and you, so you, that that helps and then considering that this the other person is subject to confusion delusions reactions karma and they have to live with themselves all the time so you you don't want to you know make you know do want to create an apartment for them in your own house of your own mind yeah. so just coming to that place of of hurt and so on, and you recognise really when you when you contemplate your life, it would—it's not possible not to be hurt, is it? I, mean, I don't think any of us imagine we'll never fall over, we'll never have a cut, we'll never be physically bruised. You know, we, uh, everybody falls over, grazes their knees, bashes their head, cuts their fingers get sick it's like that isn't it we get hurt physically do we expect to never be emotionally hurt is that a realistic possibility <laughs> you know it's not is it and yet something in me f- feels really you know if I fall over and cut my leg I don't feel so resentful but if somebody else says an unkind word to me <laughs> <laughs> That's a different kind, you know. Which, in some ways, you could say you shouldn't doesn't. It hurts a lot more, and it stays a lot more. I don't blame a tree for grazing my head <laughs> if I walk under it. So that that, you know, we hurt, we hurt each other, or our actions hurt each other. Our actions hurt each other sometimes severely sometimes you just bore me or frustrate me or confuse me or irritate me or get in my way or <laughs> turn up late and keep me waiting or <laughs> keep demanding my attention or <laughs> you know whatever it is that the small hurts and great hurts yeah this is what happens isn't it and uh, we do this to each other uh Often, not even knowing we're doing it, not with any real malicious intention, just not knowing we're doing it. Can we open to that? Could it could it be any other way? I mean, hopefully, it could be less. You know, as we get more sensitive and attuned and skillful, it'd be less. But there's still be, there has been a lot of that. There'll probably be some more of it to come. <laughs> And, you know, and you'll do it to somebody else without intending to. Or sometimes you do intend to. (laughs) 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 But sometimes you don't intend to. It's the ones you don't intend to that are really mind-blowing. You go, what? (laughs) Something you didn't say, you know. Something you didn't say was hurt. You never said this. Oh, I should have, you know. Realise I've known you for five years and you never said this to me. Oh my goodness, God! <laughs> yeah. So we do this to each other. Can we be with that? If you can't, it's going to be a rocky ride, isn't it? You know, can you imagine how much kind of resentment, disappointment, frustration, guilt, anxiety is going to be left in your mind if you can't be with that? <laughs> So how do we be with that? This is what developing the great heart is about. Real, not just an interesting possibility, but a real need. If we don't do that, develop greater and greater heart, we end up accumulating all kinds of hurt, which becomes damage. we We can't avoid getting hurt. We can avoid getting damaged. Damaged when you start to actually take that piece of hurt and it structures your personality. So it structures how you are. You actually feel you have something wrong with you continually. You know, you take that piece of somebody blamed you or annoyed you or put you down and you take it in and you, you structure yourself around that I actually am a bad person or I shouldn't be this way. So you get these kind of crinkled patterns in your mind that you you get damage yeah a feeling of lack of worth pretty pretty common for people because of hurt that has turned into damage yeah. we don't want you know you you can't avoid hurt, you can avoid damage or you can at least repair damage yeah. Yeah. So, if you, when there is damage, you can start to, to put a lot of meta practice about. It. It's just actually coming out of damage. When We come out of damage. What will occur is you'll feel the hurt. It's like the process goes into reverse. If the hurt occurred. You felt that you got damaged. So you kind of structured something. We didn't feel that anymore. You didn't feel the pain. You just felt you've adapted to being an inadequ- inadequate person. <laughs> <laughs> something you adapted to that. So okay, now I'm an adequate person. Now I know where I am. Then you don't feel that that uh, pain. You know, or you know something wrong with me. It's all my fault. Okay, I can. I've learned to live like that. Yeah. So then in a way, you don't feel the pain, but you just feel a bit sort of numb and confused and slightly inadequate, yeah. and you can't express so much warmth. And feeling you feel awkward, confused. So that's that's the damage and to come out of damage means you've got to almost go back to that place and sort of come back to the hurt so it's it's sort of like coming out of frostbite you know when your fingers are frostbitten, they don't hurt as they start to thaw that's when the they hurt <laughs> you know so you've got to But then, so hurt itself is not, neither is it avoidable, nor is it even a bad thing. It's just one of the things that happens. So can we be with that? Yeah. What does it take to be with that? To Slow down the process of the fluttering and the confusions and the, you know, the reactions that occur just to be with that. Can we be with that? This is what meta is about. If we can be with that, then the hurts can move out. Expri- move out. They just they can move. They can run around, and they can they can ease. That's what kind of forgiveness is about. Mm. So it's then it's th- then you're both cleared. And your capacity to experience and radiate kindness on a personality level becomes more possible because the, the damaged bit, on the, you know, they get structured in the personality changes and you become more, you know, at ease, capable. Hmm. Sometimes it takes a long time to to do that because we are i think all quite good at not minding you know there's hurt so we not mind <laughs> you put a not mind around that you put a, oh that's okay there's <laughs> a you, you know, so the, structure in that little bit you're brave or you shrug it off or whatever you don't to not feel the, the hurt of it yeah So as you meditate, as you just <coughs> s- practice, as you kind of sense the presence of others, what comes up with that can be reminders of pain, reminders of damaged bits, feelings of awkwardness, feelings of can't express myself, feelings of a bit shut in. You know. That's, that's the reminders of the place of damage there's a bit of damage there so either directly or even in your recollections you try to visit those places with a mind of kindness just holding that with kindness holding that with empathy till it starts to feel and then you can let the feelings go Probably for one of the most difficult ones is when we have people we really admire who have hurt us. You get this conflict of, you know, your father or your, your teacher or someone or the other, you know, who you feel a lot, it's done a lot of good, and yet they definitely <laughs> you know, there's been some hurt there. But you can't ex- you can't experience, you're not allowed to experience hurt, because then if you do, then you either blame them you can't blame someone you admire and respect, or has done you a favour. So instead, you you think, oh well, I'll just put that, close that down. Something that really you closes it down. This is very. This gets very difficult. So particularly with the the superior, you know, the the parent, the the guide, the the father figure, the mother figure, the the teacher figure, things of this nature. Um, this is where, you know. Really to come out of uh, the awkwardness or really see the anatta level of this, since so just just doesn't you know it doesn't fit anybody's fault. It's just the inevitability of contact. Now, once we can really take this truth in, you know it's another aspect of the first noble truth: life is suffering. We say being with other people is painful, it sounds such a negative (laughs) thing. It's not just painful, is it? It's also a fact that it's happening, and it's also joyful, and it's also wonderful, and it's also supportive, and it's also loving, and it's also encouraging, and that's true. And it's also painful. (laughs) And it's the other bits, if we can accept the pain, it's more likely we can actually open up to the rest of it. The more we defend ourselves or close down our. the pain we experience with each other, we also tend to cut off the sense of appreciation and support and gladness that there are other people around. Yeah. And it's uh really worthwhile finding that. This is what you know Kalyanamita requires. You can have all the skillful spiritual friends lined up around you. But if you can't open up and take them in, it's like it, it doesn't matter. It doesn't work. You know? If you want to but if you take them in, you've got to also experience some of the pain that occurs in that. And be able to be, be, be with that. Good luck. <laughs> <laughs>